Wolfman. No one loves Halloween more. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. TikTok has done wonders for songs. Songs that would never get airplay, but you put them on TikTok and they're huge. Right, that's true. And then there's some that they just, like, I, I can't listen to that same old, um, I'm not even going to do it because it, well, I'll earworm you. But there's a couple of TikTok songs that everybody uses all the time. And if you hear them again, like you want to kill yourself. But if it wasn't for TikTok, those songs wouldn't be huge. That's true. But they are because of TikTok. So there's some songs that came out too early. If their release date was now, they would be huge. Right, right, because they're really they're TikTok friendly. TikTok songs, but mm. just never made TikTok like this. Yes, would have been huge on TikTok. Doesn't mean we can't start something. You and I can do a TikTok to this. Not you and I. No. Oh, okay. Well, somebody else should. <laughs> you and I cannot do a girlfriend <laughs> no. TikTok. Uh, here's another oh, one brother, they say would have been huge. Me, so TikTok was around it. Whenever this song came out, everybody would have been on it. You would have been sick of this song. See, you're doing a TikTok. So you know this song. Right? Yeah, of course. Then, if this would have came out. Everybody would Everybody would have been doing the crank that soldier boy thing on TikTok. So everybody would have been doing that. <laughs> I know every lyric to so, that song. <laughs> so that yeah, that song screwed itself by coming out too early. Um, yeah, and I, I and I did you a favor by not singing out loud. I just mouthed the words. Here's another one. Strike a pound. Everybody would have been doing the both. Thing. Strike. That's true. Yeah. It would have been huge on TikTok. Every time you go on TikTok, you'd be like, okay, Vogue, I get it. Somebody would have been striking a pose and voguing, yeah. Right. So, good thing that wasn't released now, because that would have driven me crazy. Another yeah. one that would have been huge if it would have came out now instead of, when did this come out? This was like, it it tried to be huge, on, okay. but there was no TikTok. Well, this was this song did go viral if you remember not like a tiktok viral. well no listen it went viral on instagram we even did it remember right. you kicked me out of the car that was the whole thing you're supposed to like jump out of the car and you do like a crazy dance except you drove away yeah this was right on the verge of the tiktok yeah. blow up yeah but they try and kill me and now people have forgotten about it so they're not bringing it up at all right don't know when it's stopping well because that was i mean it was it was a moment and it was okay it wasn't great that's the thing it's not, you can't bring that back oh it's gone <laughs> it's gone the, the yeah. magic of it is gone the magic of it is gone there's a and there's better drake songs this would have been Bruno. Bruno. yeah this would be awesome Guess who's back again? so right there you can hear the tiktok in it yeah it's true yeah. 
But yeah, too early. Sorry, Bruno. You could have been bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but I think right no. There. But you know, I think the songs that he has now are making it to TikTok, aren't they? I'm pretty sure they are. Mm, not like that one would have. The Silk Sonic. Oh yes. Okay, this is the theme song for the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleader Show. <laughs> it's still on TV. <laughs> it's still on TV. It's actually come back for a new season now. <laughs> on CMT. Of course, I know that. I haven't given up my dream. <laughs> I think it's time. <laughs> I'm in the fast lane. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's time you, you let that go. Here's another one that would have been huge on TikTok if it would have came up now. I don't know this would have been. I, I can't see TikTok picking up this song. All right. This would have been huge on TikTok. I'm going to pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. Oh, my God. I forgot about this one. Looking for a on TikTok. Welcome to the club. Like, what up? I got a big I'm just pumped. I bought some shit from a thrift shop. Ice on the fringe is so damn Yeah, this thrift shop song was huge. Yeah, we need to go to Goodwill and play this song and make a TikTok. This was way too long ago. You think? Yeah, in fact, the radio station I worked at at the time did a Game of Thrones parody to that song. So, too late now. Can't go to a thrift shop. Yeah. All right, here's another one. And I don't know why nobody has picked up on this. Yeah, I people people use this. I've seen this one being used. It's a little on the nose. Okay, so shouldn't do that one. This one I've never heard, but I guarantee you have. Click. As I look around, they don't do it like my click. Oh, click. it's a great song. Click, click, Thanks. click. Thanks. And all these bad bitches, man, they want to. Yeah, this is good. This would be great on TikTok. Oh, God. This is Kanye. I tell a bad bitch, do whatever I say. Yeah. My block behind me. Like- it's the first time I've ever heard it. So Big Sean's so good. Uh, here's another one that if it would have come out now, instead of, I don't know, 10 years, well, the summer of 2016 is when it came out, but if mm-hmm. it would have came out now, yes, somebody should pick up on this. Right. This would have been a big TikTok song. Yeah. Yeah. If you work in a warehouse, you can just play this and I work, 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 whatever. I could see the dance to this too. A lot of hips, a lot of hip motion going on to this song. I could see that. Yeah, totally see that. So, work is another one. Sorry by Justin Bieber. Then you have right. Cardi B. Cardi B just missed it. Right there, oh, it yeah. Just missed TikTok with this. But this was huge. But it would be huger. I've seen people do TikToks do this. It, it didn't blow up like a lot of the TikTok songs do, but I have seen TikToks for this song. I still can't believe she blew up as big as she did from this song. From this song. Oh, yeah. Money moves. Yeah. Oh, come on. Money moves. That's like the perfect TikTok thing. Yeah. All right. So, and the last one that I can't believe nobody's done it now, people need to do it Stop what you're doing right now and make a TikTok to this. 
It will be here. It's a little old. It's called TikTok. Good point. <laughs> Good point. Sorry. You're right. It's in the title. Why would That's a good point. There's no song called Instagram. There's no song called Facebook. But here's a song called TikTok. That's not on TikTok. And it's even spelled the same way. That's true. <laughs> so, it needs to be on TikTok right now. I don't know why I'm the first one to think of this, but I'm freaking brilliant. Blow Kesha back up. She really needs this, guys. Yeah, yeah, Kesha it. needs this. This is when Kesha had the dollar sign in her name too, so she was really trying very hard back then. Yeah, she needs she needs the money right now. So yeah. get this on TikTok, get Kesha paid. That's- Can she sue TikTok for TikTok? Like Mick Jagger. I'm talking about. I, I mean, she came up with the name clearly, and she, her spelling is very unique. Didn't she cop- copyright that? Yeah, well, good luck suing TikTok. <laughs> TikTok hasn't made a dime yet. Down, down, Yeah, this could be good. Get on it right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Make a TikTok of TikTok, and it will be huge. It's scary. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. Remember just like a, I don't know, like a month or two ago when Dua Lipa was sued because she used a photograph of herself. Right. And she posted it, but she didn't have the rights to because it wasn't her photograph. It was something that somebody else had taken mm-hmm. and she didn't she didn't credit them. So they sued her. I know she had to take the photo down. I'm not sure if she ended up having to pay them. I don't remember what happened at the end of that one. But we've seen this before with celebrities. There was that Khloe Kardashian photo that was leaked. And it was just, again, like a couple of months ago, it was Khloe Kardashian unretouched. It was her looking like a regular schlub like the rest of us. And it went viral. And then anyone who posted it, myself included, um, it, you had to take it down. Like you got a message saying, take this down or we're shutting you down. Mm-hmm. So they take that stuff, the, the copyright stuff, very seriously, which is why I think it's very interesting that news came out today that Snoop Dogg is being sued for the video of my nephew. Now, do you remember? Yeah, remember in April that we were talking about that video and it was and Snoop Dogg posted it and called him dummy of the day we, or dummy of the week. We were like, yes, dummy of the week, like dumbass. Mm. Don't you remember that my nephew got involved with some weird group and they convinced him to climb a building oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah, the middle of Times fell. Square and he fell and he was like in a wheelchair. He literally just got out of the wheelchair. This happened in April. Mm-hmm. He got out of the wheelchair just like a few weeks ago. And I guess out of humiliation, moved out of New York. He now lives somewhere else in the country. He has left New York because it was such a <laughs> such a thing. And it was I mean, it was on the front page of everything. The Post and um, the Daily Mail. And it was, it was huge. But one of the things that made it go viral was the fact that somehow Snoop Dogg got a hold of it and posted it, and it got 4.5 million views almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So apparently, Snoop Dogg did not credit whoever's video it was originally. And I guess the video belonged to, I don't know, it's kind of sketchy because it's, I thought the video belonged to the group that my nephew was involved with that talked him into climbing up I the building in the first his- place girlfriend or wife or something that no it was his it was his sister his sister somebody that was 
close to him was had the video of it, I thought. So his sister's very involved with the group Mm -hmm. and kind of got him involved with this group. And there's some sort of environmental group. I don't really get their message. I'm I'm not really on board with any of this. So I'm not condoning any of it. And I agreed with Snoop that he was dumbass of the week. But posting that video, I mean, this is like one of the lead stories today on Billboard. So Snoop Dogg, they're suing him over this viral Instagram video. Uh, The case was just filed yesterday in Los Angeles federal court. A media outlet called Freedom News accused Snoop of stealing this copyrighted footage of my nephew falling off J.P. Morgan Chase headquarters in the middle of Times Square. Um, They saying that the video was unlicensed and Snoop captioned it dummy of the week. It's currently still live on his Instagram. It has 4.5 million, like I said. And um, yeah, they're saying that. He, it's it's a copyright lawsuit here. When the pimps in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Would have been funny. Yes, that would have been hilarious. As he's falling off the building. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Then he would have been sued because it's his song. Exactly. That's really what he should have done. You know, make a commentary. I mean, it's easy to make the piece your own. But he posted the video as is, unedited. He didn't add anything to it. And I think that's, and didn't credit anybody. So that's what the problem is. Well, he's the first one to go after you if you use his music in a way he doesn't want you to use it. So he should understand posting things that don't belong to you. Right, right. No, I'm surprised. I'm just, but I wonder, like, if it wasn't a celebrity, you know, like a lot of people posted that video, Mm -hmm. but they, you know, they had like maybe 15 hits, 20 hits. No, they didn't really have millions of people following them. So they go where the deep pockets are. I mean, are they going to sue? Are they suing everybody who posted that video? Because I saw that video everywhere. But it got 4.5 million hits. So 4.5 million hits equates to some type of money. Right. So that's the difference is if I post it, it gets 15 hits and 12 retweets or whatever. Right. I didn't make a dime off of it. But once you cross that million mark, right, then you start making money. So yeah, that means you're still money, making so. money off of that video that he doesn't own, that he right. just retweeted or reposted or whatever the hell he did. So Yeah, he, yeah, he reposted cool. it all on Instagram. So do you think he's going to settle with them? He's going to write him a you check or what? It's, it, it's, there's no way out of it. You don't own it, dude. You you can't. And that's going to fall into a retweet situation of, I don't know how that's going to work because you're not hosting it. You're just re-putting it out there. Somebody else is hosting it. Yeah, that's a, that's a fine line. That could right. end not well. Right. I mean, the weird thing is after that happened to, to my nephew, after he fell off the building, um, not only was he incapacitated and couldn't work, but the group started a GoFundMe for him mm-hmm. and they actually raised a lot of money for him. They raised enough money for him to pay any of his bills and pay his rent and all that stuff. So they really I have to say they really took care of him. But I'm just amazed all the people that were willing to to give money for his dumbassery. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you and you didn't you told him you called him a dumbass. He is a dumbass, and and, and we didn't give him a dime. <laughs> no, if you climb a building to protest something and you fall off and crack your head open, 
we're calling you dumbass. Well, also, he was in like these weird shoes. He wasn't even cl- in climbing shoes. He's never climbed a day in his life. A building. He wasn't climbing a, a mountain. He was climbing a building in Manhattan. There's no climbing what? shoes for climbing a building in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> but at least wear sneakers. At least wear like a good pair of sneakers or cleats or, you know, use your brain. Like cl- wear something you can climb in. But you're right. At least yeah, those whole- suction cups on your knees. Like, like when you exactly. watch the movie, when they're, when they're, when they're, and climbing the building, that's what he needed. Right. Or ropes do something to keep it safe. Like no, Batman. he just like literally just climbed up like he was Spider-Man. It was, yeah, it was really <laughs> embarrassing. And I didn't want to say for a long time that I was related to him, which I'm really not because it's, it's really my boyfriend's nephew. So he's really mm. not my nephew. So I'm not related to him. As I distance myself even further from this story. Yeah, he's, he doesn't have your blood <laughs> running through his body. He has right. your boyfriend's blood running through his yeah. body, which makes yeah. total sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to you? <laughs> yeah, that, that somebody that has Joe's blood would climb a building in Manhattan to protest something. I kind of believe that. I don't believe that in your family because the, they don't want to take time out of their life to do something but somebody in joe's life yeah no problem yeah my boyfriend my boyfriend's family cares about lots of things my family cares about cats like all the money my parents have ever have have gone not even dog organizations but cat organizations yeah, shoes clothes cats yeah that's about it stuff that <laughs> stuff that serves us and then and then animal me i donated to dog stuff all the time but that's not my my family they're all they're all about cats yeah but if you put everybody in the room it's clothes shoes and and animals yeah, we're very self-involved, unlike my boyfriend, <laughs> who cares a little more about the world. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. so. I mean, I guess that, that's the good. I've just never I don't care enough about anything to to do something like that. And I feel like, you know, there's this arrested development going on because that's the kind of shit you do in your 20s. You know, you're a dumbass in your 20s. You get involved with stupid stuff, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's in his 30s. And I feel like in your 30s, there's no excuse. Like if you're in your 30s. Like, you know better. I don't know. Maybe not. The minute that TV outweighs anything else in your life, I think I'd rather sit home and watch TV. Then right. when you get to that age, the TV is more important than changing the world. I mean, you don't see many 40-year-olds in Greenpeace. No. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> you know, I got other things to do. That, that That's a 20-year-old job. Go save the dolphins. That's You can do that. I'm telling you, the minute I turned 30, I was like, it was like I snapped out of it. Mm-hmm. I was out there protesting and rallying. Remember, like, but I, I thought the causes I was interested in was were very important. Like gay rights was one of my things, you know, mm-hmm. animal rights. I was an I was an animal right activist when I was in my 20s, gay rights. But then I turned 30 and suddenly it was like, yeah, <laughs> just, I came to if you go out to New York right now and you, you get into the free Britney crowd. If there's a 30 year old in that crowd, they just got right. caught up in it. <laughs> they were yeah. just walking down the street and decided to walk that same way. They don't feel like freeing Britney. They just want to go home. Yeah. No, I realized. And I got to the point where I was like, no, I can just vote and I can do it. I can say it with cash. I can support the organizations that I believe in by sending them a check. I don't need to go show up and, and yell at people coming out of a building. Yeah. We call you dumbass when we don't agree with you. You're right. Dumbass. Right. So we're not going to yeah. protest. We're just going to yell at you. Yeah. Now, now I, now I protest with my wallet. I vote mm-hmm. and I write checks. That's about it. Yeah. I, but like actually going somewhere, that seems like a lot to, I have friends that, that really get, they still get really involved with a lot of these organizations. I'm like, just tell me who to write a check to. Why do I have to come? <laughs> <laughs> Must I be there? 
We're on Facebook, Instagram, smart speakers. Heck, we're probably even tattooed on someone's arm. But it seemed like a good idea at the time. Like all ideas after a dozen beers. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. Let's see if you can help this lady. Okay. Okay. Her and her husband were out drinking one night, had a little bit too much to drink, but they're hanging out with friends. Oh, boy. (laughs) But they've been married for some time now. Uh, Okay. You know, they have a pretty good relationship, but they've been drinking a little bit too much. They started talking about his ex-wife. His ex-wife came up in the conversation. Right. So he was married for nine years prior to her. And then he said, I can't believe today the love of my life married somebody else. Oh, and he didn't mean the woman he's with now. He meant his first wife that just got remarried that day. He said, I can't believe the love of my life married somebody else. They, they were dating in high school. They were married nine years. She left him. He still calls her the love of his life. (gasps) And he was kind of tipsy when he said it, but she's not letting it go. Is it something that I should talk to him about or just let it go is what she's asking. Of course you should talk to him about it. I mean, there's that Latin saying and there's truth in wine in vino veritas, Mm -hmm. you know. So there's the, if you're drunk, you're speaking the truth. I mean, if you're blotto and you're just like, oh, I love cats, that's very different. <laughs> I love than, than I, I, that was the love of my life. No, that's, I'm sorry. Like you're a consolation prize. Sorry. And you are because yeah. you came second. She loved him. That was the love of his life. He just screwed up by saying it out loud, I think. Yeah, it's worrisome because I had, but then, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll take that back because I feel like your high school sweetheart, you really romanticize that relationship because the quote unquote love of my life was my high school boyfriend who we also ended up dating again in college. We dated again after college and we had plenty of opportunities to to make it something, but it just, it wasn't right. It was never going to be right. You know, like, being with him was great. It was really passionate. It was really like he was my first everything. And you kind of romanticize that. But in the end, he wasn't right for me. You know, I chose not to be with him. When he married somebody else, I didn't go, well, I better stop him. I was just like, yeah, I hope he's happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was that. But I, there was a time in my life that I always wondered, like, was he the one? No, no, he was not the one. He was not it. If he was the one, I'd still be with him. So if that really was the love of this man's life, he'd still be with her. He wouldn't be divorced from her. Hmm. So there's a reason why they're not together. So you have no, to, you have she to decide. Him. She loved him, though. So he's the one that got crushed. I don't think he's ever going to get that out of his system. If she left you, then she's not the one for you. Because the person that is the one for you is the person that's going to stay with you. If somebody's leaving you, you're delusional. They're not the one. They don't want to be with you. The, mm. the person, the, the love of your life is somebody that wants to be in your life. Not somebody who's left you and is marrying somebody else. That's not the love of your life. Yeah. I wonder if you just build it up in your head for years and years and years that they were the one. But if you went back out with them for one night, you would instantly see that they're not the right one for you. Right. All I'm that bad things you. come back. It's like, oh, so true. that's why I didn't like you. 
Because you you clink your bowl when you eat soup. That's why I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) There's a reason why I'm not with you. It's all coming, rushing back to me now. For me, it was when I got back together with um, this high school and college boyfriend after college, where it was that opportunity, like, should we? You know, we dated. And I was like, oh, right. You're a raging alcoholic. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not fun. I that out of my mind. I thought you were a good guy. But then you started drinking again. Raging alcoholic that wants to do nothing about it. Right. I forgot. Thank you so much for the drinks. (laughs) I'm going to be heading out stage right. (laughs) What's like my high school girlfriend was was great to date in high school and on dates on the weekend. But then we started spending more time together like the whole summer. And then I went, oh, this is too much. (laughs) Yeah, right. See, this is uh, you can't spend that much time with somebody unless you really like them. And then you find out, no, I'd, I like you sometimes, not all the time. But if you felt that way about her when you had no responsibilities and nothing else to do, that was only going to get worse. Do you know what I mean? It's one thing when you're in a relationship as an adult, so you can see how they fit into your adult life. Like you're going to work and you're going with your friends and you're going to see your family and you kind of like, you're balancing it all, you know, and they fit in. You're like, well, this is pretty good. But when you're young and you just have a summer to spend together and it's not great when you literally have no other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's red flags everywhere. Yeah. You probably give first date good date, second date, third date, you move in with you, totally different. Game. Yeah. I would say like, uh, you get the good me for like a week. And then by week two, you're like, what the fuck did I do? A month. No, no a week. week. No week two. You're like, holy shit. What did I do? Yeah. And then you move in with you and trust me. I know <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> no, but you, we were roommates. That's different. We weren't in a relationship. Exactly. That's totally different. So oh, I okay. can't imagine being in a relationship. <laughs> right. See, no, kind of. We were in a relationship because I couldn't really leave you. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You were stuck with me. <laughs> so it's kind of like Joe. And uh, <laughs> yeah. But I was getting paid to do it. See, Joe's not getting paid to do it, so I don't know how he's doing it. Yeah, he's here for free. Yeah. God bless him. You know what's him. so funny is, you know, I, <laughs> last night I had a little laugh. He, <laughs> I shouldn't even believe saying this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> you know, I get in these moods, which I know you know my moods. Um, I get in these moods where I'm just, I like things the way I like them. And if they're not that way, I'm just like not tolerant, like, no, I don't want that. No, forget it. No, you know, I'm just, you know, like, a, you know, like that, like a three-year-old that just says no to everything. Mm-hmm. You want this now? What about this now? How about this now? Like I get like that. <laughs> so when I get like that, I realized, cause I was like that last night, I was in a bad mood and I'm, no, everything was no. My boyfriend's like scared of me. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being like, oh, fuck you and fuck her. I'm going to do whatever I want. He's always like, no. Okay. I'm sorry, honey. Um, do you want this instead? No. Oh, okay. Uh, how about this? Now, <laughs> I mean, and the poor guy is running around trying to make me happy. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> to everything. No. And I real, I was when he finally left to go make something better for me because he's such a great guy. Like, he's such an amazing guy. Um, I had a laugh with the dog where I was like, he's scared of me. <laughs> like, he's literally scared of me. He's frightened of of that mood, like that that Cooper. I felt terrible for him at that moment. <laughs> years and years and years, Cooper and I did this radio show totally different than you would think we did it. How we would do it was we were going on the air every night at seven o'clock. 
So mm-hmm. at 6.55, because one radio show would leave and then we would come in, Cooper would be in New York, so I would never see her. I would not, we didn't have video. We just had audio. Right. So I would have to dial you up, dial New York, and then you would be in the studio. So all I could hear was you through the Q speaker. That's so right. So I would, we would lock in at 655 and I would not know what kind of mood Cooper's in. <laughs> I would just hit the thing and go, hey, Cooper. And she would go, hey, I would know within that hey, what kind of show we were going to have. <laughs> <laughs> in that two seconds it's either going to be a good show or it's not going to be uh it on the air it's going to be fine off the air i know in two seconds what it's going to be like so if yeah. joe doesn't understand hey <laughs> by now i could just hear it in one word what kind right. of nightmare that show was going to be yeah, you know, but I have such great self-awareness now that I realized I was in one of my, hey, moods last night. And I I was watching the poor guy trying so hard to make me happy and nothing was going to make me happy. I was in such a bad mood, you know, and I was just and I just couldn't let it go. And I couldn't stop and say thank you for being so wonderful and for trying so hard to make me happy when I'm clearly in a really bad mood. I just couldn't do it. I wasn't, I couldn't go there. So I just continued to stay in a bad mood and just say no to everything. It's the Cooper and Anthony show. It's not even the end of the year yet. And people are already doing their list. The greatest blank of all time. The greatest blank of the 21st century, you know, songs or the greatest albums or the greatest, I don't know, bass lines. Mm -hmm. Well, the BBC, this is interesting. The BBC put out their list of the 100 greatest TV series of the 21st century. Sopranos. When I, when I first saw this, I was thinking, you know, I watch a lot of British programming, so I probably know a few of these shows, but not all of them. And I went to the list. There's like two British shows on here. It's all American television. Yeah, because they're all shit. That's the reason. What, their shows are? Their shows are. Yeah, they're unwatchable. Well, not all of them. They have, they have, they have one show called line of duty that is so big that when it's actually on it's all anybody talks about and when you go to all the british i don't like the independent and guardian and even the daily mail they're always talking about it like oh last night on line of duty spoilers and they'll say something that happened that everybody's like oh my god can you believe it so that's a really big show for them so that that is on their list has got to be top five for them top gear yeah I don't even think it made the list. Oh, it had to. Top Gear's got to be top five. It's the biggest show on the BBC ever. It's got like 75 seasons. Sorry, it's not. I'm just telling you. I think these are... Is Top Gear a reality type show? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah, no, these are... Well, no, actually, RuPaul's Drag Race is on here, so I guess they include things that are not... Yeah, I was going to say, I think these are mostly all shows that are um, dramas, dramas and scripted, Mm -hmm. but there's like one or two unscripted. No, it's it's all basically scripted. What's on it? It's mostly mostly scripted. I'm not going to do the whole hundred, obviously, and I'm just going to give you a spoiler right now. Sopranos did not make the list. Oh, come on. Then it's Top Gear and Sopranos aren't on this list. No. And you want me to listen to you? I'm not going to listen to you then. I know. I'm sorry. You can do your list all you want. 
It's weird the Sopranos didn't make the... Yeah, I I mean, I guess the Sopranos don't really resonate with British people, with the UK. And it's amazing how many American shows do resonate. And I think a lot of that is because there's a lot of British actors on American television that you don't even realize are British. There's a lot of those people, you know, that you're like, oh, that that guy's British. He's mm-hmm. speaking with an American accent. Um, so they have some weird ones on here that I was surprised they liked. Like, um, I don't. The Good Wife is number thirty-three. Mm-hmm. You know, Parks and Rec is number twenty-nine. Okay. So it's stuff like that that I'm like, really, they like that over there. That's kind of impressive. I didn't realize yeah, they liked that kind like of stuff. Those. Okay. Six feet under is number twelve. Six what do you feet want, the top- under. Shoot. Six Feet Under is number 12 on their list. Really? Yeah, of the of the 100 greatest TV series of the 21st century. Okay, let's put Six Feet Under against Deadwood, which is a better show. Uh, funny you would say that because Deadwood is number 18. I'm saying for you, which is a better show? Oh, mm, that's tough. I mean, Deadwood, <sighs> brilliantly acted, brilliant stories just perfect in every way and you know i'm in love with timothy oliphant mm-hmm. and he's the star of deadwood and, and so justified well and oh that. forget it he's everything right so i would have to put deadwood if we're talking hbo series above that yeah yeah but it's not hbo series this is the bbc's well, list i'm just saying if we're just going hbo series up i'm looking at six feet under and deadwood i mean six feet under was great i don't think it was great but their show that's really the number one show in in the uk line of duty that i was just telling you about that's only number 27 on this list i mean that's that's a huge show for them and it's number 27 the bbc fucking owns that show (laughs) it's number 27 give me 25 top 25 okay um 25 this is a bbc show and i love the show sherlock did you watch that by any chance nobody watches that Okay. No, no. Are you kidding? It's Benedict Cumberbatch. It's how we first got to know him. That was the 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 American introduction mm-hmm. to Benedict Cumber- Cumberbatch was Sherlock. And he had this like long curly hair and he was kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. Veep is number 24. You like that Veep. show. Uh, the Brits like that show. Right. I'm I don't so know. shocked. You like that show. So and you like British shows. So that makes sense. But I'm American, and the show is about an American vice president. And there's nobody on that show that's British playing American, except for the last season, um, Hugh Laurie Hmm. was on it. But they like the entire Better Call Saul, which is one of my favorite shows on the planet, is number 23 on their list. Mm -hmm. Uh, Black Mirror, that's, I mean, it's a Netflix show, but there's a lot of British people in it. So 22. It needs to be higher than that. Just the yeah. writing alone. And there's a, it's a lot of British people in that show. A right. lot of accents I don't like. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, odd, but Curb Your Enthusiasm is number 21 on the BBC's list. Hmm. Must be the Seinfeld thing. But I can't imagine that it translates there. I remember when I was in the UK, I spent a lot of time, I dated like half the UK. I spent a lot of time there. They loved sex in the city. Like I would go there and they would ask me questions about like, have you ever been to Magnolia Bakery or, or you ever see Sarah Jessica Parker walking around or is Fifth Avenue really like this? They, they really are yes, yes, so indeed. charmed <laughs> by sex in the city. Yet sex in the city is not, I don't even think it made this list at all. Hmm. And that's a that's a huge show. I mean, everybody you go to people's houses in the UK, whether it's in London or Belfast, 
and they have the entire DVD collection hmm. of Sex in the City, even if they don't have a DVD player anymore. I'm telling you, it's huge there. Um, Lost really? is on their list. Yeah, number 19. Huh. De- Deadwood, like I said, is 18. 30 Rock is number 17. Again, very American very show. Very New York. Very New York, yeah. Hmm. Uh, the Crown, number 16. That of makes course. sense. The Crown is about there. Right. Yeah, again, The Crown is only number 16, and it's about their royalty. Mm-hmm. It's about their queen. They get it every day. It's called the news. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Chernobyl is number 15. I still haven't seen that of you. No, I don't know what that is. Uh, it was a big show on HBO um, starring Jared Harris. Everybody loved it. I haven't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, I know, I know what happens. I it, I read the books. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great. Don't want to watch it. Yeah. I also, I started watching Atlanta, and I just never, I think I just sort of got distracted by something else, never went back to it. Great show, number 14. Really? Atlanta? Atlanta. That's weird. Remember that Twin Peaks reboot? That made number 13 on this list. They're the only ones that liked it. I think so. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was that great. Yeah. Uh, Six Feet Under, like we said, is number 12. Number 11 is BoJack Horseman. People like that show. I I, I can't with that. Yeah. I, I tried. And it's a cartoon. Yeah. I don't know. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I tried to get into it. Uh, well, the big show right now that everyone's talking about, in fact, uh, Family Guy did a parody of aspects of it. Succession on HBO. Right. The third season just Should dropped. I watch that? So good. Yes. I loved it. I mean, I'm I just finished season two. I watched season one when it first came out and then I forgot about it. And then I went back to season two. And now that season three came out, I had to finish season two to get onto season three. But yes, so good. Yeah, you will love that because it's kind of like the Sopranos, but they have they're billionaires. So it's like it's like billions meets the Sopranos. There's a lot of backstabbing and there's a lot of um, those kind of. Yeah, I think the storylines would, would suit you. Okay. Yeah. Number nine on their list is The Office UK, of course. Of course. The Ricky Gervais, The Office. Um, did you watch The Americans on FX? I tried to, just because that girl's so hot. Carrie Russell? Yeah, she's so, so hot. But yeah. This the story didn't keep my interest. I, I could look at her for a while, but right. I'd rather just stare at a, a, a screenshot of her and not have to watch that. I'm with them on that as number eight. That was a really good show. She was so good. I didn't realize that Felicity had chops like that. I mean, mm. she was really, really so good in the Americans. Though. Dear God. Yeah. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Uh, number seven. I couldn't get into this show. The Leftovers. Justin Thoreau. Remember? Yeah, I like, tried like, to and I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. But they love it. They love it. Mm. Um, I May Destroy You, which is a huge show for HBO. Have you seen that yet? No, I don't know what that is. Okay. Game of Thrones, of course. Like That makes sense. Like Game of Thrones makes sense because every time I turn around and I watch a British show, there's an actor from Game of Thrones on that show. Mm-hmm. So uh, Fleabag is number four. Did I, you watch that? Yeah, again? I didn't hate it. I, I think it was one of those that had one or two seasons and then it just never came back. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. So I liked it and then I forget about it. Yeah. Well, um, Phoebe Waller bridge who Mm. created Fleabag is one of the screenwriters for, um, uh, no time to die. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
they want they specifically brought her in because they wanted to bring more of like, stronger female characters. Mm-hmm. So she was she's there to write stronger female characters. Remember, she won like a million Golden Globes and Emmys and stuff like that for Fleabag. She's I mean, my boyfriend hates her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't like her at all, which is why I love her. <laughs> so that's number four. Number three on the list of the BBC's top 100 TV series of the 21st century is Breaking Bad. You agree with that? I think Better Call Saul is better. Better Call Saul is better. Without Breaking Bad, you wouldn't have Better Call Saul. So yeah, you put that up there. Yeah. Uh, number two is Mad Men. Again, I agree with that, but it's very American. It's this show about the history of advertising in America. I know it's fictionalized, but there's a lot of aspects great, of it that were great, great show, great show. But the fact that the Brits love it is amazing. Yeah, Great show. And probably my favorite show of all time that I watch. The Sopranos. I can't believe they nope. got it right. Nope. Nope. I, we, thank you, BBC, for, for making The nope. Sopranos number one best TV show of all time. We congratulate. That's not what they chose. Not even. Cl- no. No. It was, a, it was actually another HBO show that was on at the same time as The Sopranos that most people the say is the. That's right, The Wire. The uh, Wire is the number the one show. The number one show of all time. <laughs> we appreciate it. <sighs> the Wire is where we, we met Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. That's where Americans really met him because he was one of the leads in um, in The Wire. So we fell in love with him. And The Wire's, I mean, like I said, we rewatched The Wire on a regular basis. So, And they didn't have The Sopranos in there at all. Not even. Top 100, no Sopranos. I know. Those Brits. I know, right? It's so embarrassing. The Cooper and Anthony Show. There's a list now of what waiters and waitresses have put out saying the minute you walk up to a table, you know, so this is going to be a pain in the ass. I'm not going to get any money. So uh, being overdressed and appearing wealthy is number 15. Hmm. Yes and no. I mean, I was a waitress in New York City, and one of the places I was a waitress was not too far from Lincoln Center. Mm-hmm. So people would come from Lincoln Center all dolled up, you know, and they would come into our restaurant just because they came from something in the neighborhood. There's a lot of theaters around there. So, yeah, yeah maybe. For New York, I think that might be different. Um, yeah. Pe- people get dressed in New York to go out at night. That doesn't, I, that, that, that would not be on my list. Older than 70. I don't, you know, I found when I was waiting tables, especially on the Upper West Side, where a lot of older people lived, they all look at you like you're their granddaughter. And they're like, sweetie. I know, but they think 50 cents is a lot of money. Mm, again, I think it's a New I York thing. I made this Pe- a week in- when I first started <laughs> yeah. at my job. I made 50 cents a week. I left you 50 cents tip. That should be a week of, of money for you. Got it. So being frugal and penny pinching with the order itself. Now, if I take off yes. the fries and add this, is it going to be any cheaper? Okay, that 100%. And my favorite thing is, so uh, one of the restaurants I worked in was a Mexican restaurant. Is it extra for sour cream? Or does it come with it? Mm-hmm. If I get uh, guacamole on it, can I get it on the side? Will you give me more guacamole? Do I get charged for that? Uh, I'm telling you, I have people that would come and they want to put their own burrito together because they were afraid that we would charge them too much if we if we. Oh, so they're adding it up in their head. Assembled how much it. Yes. It's gonna yes. be. 
you knew that person was going to leave you like a buck if you're lucky. When the bill is different than what they expected. So they get the bill. Ah! <laughs> it's $1,500. Well, Years yeah. Okay. So again, the food was cheap, but the margaritas were expensive. So they'd have a mar- like two rounds of margaritas. And sometimes they would order the premium and they were like $15 a drink. Mm-hmm. So the bill would show up and they'd be like, hey, um, sweetie, I think this is not our bill. And I was like, yeah, that's your bill. It's the bar tab, uh, you know, I'm going to get a dollar. So the tip. minute, yeah, the minute you have that conversation, you know, you're not getting a tip. That's 100% yes to that one. Number 11, starting off the order with I need. Mm. I need this. I need that. They say you're not going to get a tip. Well, uh, actually joking with the server about not tipping. Oh, like if someone says, um, give yeah. me some water, otherwise I'm not going to tip you. Yeah, yeah, no big deal, but I really don't tip servers. So, you know, if you don't bring me that, I'm not. So that means you're not. I think I tip. agree with that. Yeah, that that that's people that joke with a waitress. There's a lot of ways you can joke with a waitress. But when you joke about the bottom line, like the money, the tip. No, you're not getting it. That's that's I say yes to that one. Uh, the thing that that women love and waitresses and waiters love the most is when you snap your finger at them. They uh, love that. <laughs> that's number nine. I had somebody pick up a glass and cling like. Take, take a spoon and hit the glass for my attention. Oh. And I was like, are you going to make a speech? Like I always walk over and say that. Is it, are you making a wedding toast? I try to make a joke out of it. But yeah. When you come up to the table and they mention that they're a server too. No. Oh, I, uh, uh, mm, really? Nope. In New York. In New York. That's a big thing. So we had this like running gag. So there's the where I waited tables. There were a lot of other restaurants nearby and we would go to each other's restaurants and go to each other's bars and stuff. And somebody grabbed a $20 bill and wrote like a big red mark on it. Mm -hmm. And the joke was how we can pass that $20 bill to each other from, we would leave each other that $20 bill as a tip. And then it was like hot potato, you know? Um, But servers tip other servers very well in New York. The minute you tell someone they're a server that you're a server too, you know, you're getting a very big tip. Number six is pressing the tip directly into your hand. I don't believe that because I think if you're going to put the tip in their hand, it's got to be a decent tip. Well, okay. So everything's always on credit cards. I I mean, people rarely pay cash, but I have found that when someone hands you cash, it means whoever paid the bill, they didn't feel like they tipped you enough. So when you look at the thing, you'll see like you got $3 on, you know, a $75 Mm-hmm. Check, check. So somebody comes over and like kindly hands you a 20 or kindly hands you a 10. If they're putting money in your hand, that means the tip on the credit card was not enough. Yeah, which sucks. Or they're with somebody that doesn't tip well. Uh, right. And they're embarrassed. Number yeah. five, Cooper Lawrence. Uh, no. No. Needy customers with complicated orders. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> Because let me tell you something about people like me that have celiacs and have health issues. I'm not trying to be difficult. And I, because I'm like that and because I've waited tables, I tip really well. You're getting, if, if I'm making you make something special for me, you're getting at a minimum 30%. Minimum. I've seen you send food back more than once. Yes, um, but I always tip well. Number four, speaking in short, incomplete sentences. Splenda, Splenda. 
right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you don't say, can you that's bring That's rude. Some yeah, that's really Linda, rude. Please. Uh, number three, a large group of younger people. 100%. That's why, I don't know how it is in the rest of the country, but in New York, if there's more than four people, if there's five people or more, they automatically put a tip on the check for that right. very reason. And they and you tell them, you say, listen, 20% has already been added. You don't need to you don't need to leave a tip if you don't want to. You can leave extra if you want. I don't care. But 20% is already on. And they call the manager over and they say, eh, we wouldn't have to pay 20%. Well, fuck you, because you're not going to leave enough money for this waitress and you're going to run her ragged the entire time. Then stay home. Number two. 20% or stay home. Number two, answering it in the form of a question. What can I get for you? Um, water. I don't really hmm. understand answering in the form of question number I haven't, one. I've never had anybody like that. Being overpraised and complimented to death. Oh, you're such a great waitress. This is such a great place. They say those people are not going to tip you. They think the compliments are the actual are the tip. tip. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably true. That that I think I do agree with the people that are just, oh, I love this place. We eat here all the time. Here's mm. a dollar. 